This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome, everybody. Philly's backstage. John, it's our first show of the year. So, Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year to you, Tom. I think it's a little late, though. Happy New Year, because we're basically in uh, early February. But yes, Happy New Year to you. How about it? You know what? We're, we're going on the air or doing this podcast because we have new equipment. Uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little scared that you're controlling <laughs> this know. equipment, but I'd be more thought, scared if I was controlling it. Well, you are going to. I think we should both learn the equipment. Now I'm going to be the assistant engineer. You're the full. <laughs> oh, and we're in trouble. We are in trouble. Rob Brooks, the greatest engineer. Uh, He's shirking in the world. his duties now. He's shirking. He's like a parent sending the kids off to the real world. But he is standing over my shoulder. If I push the wrong button, Rob's going to be uh, all over me, I think. So, yes. uh, Rob, am I doing okay so far? So far, yes. He gave you the thumbs up. I had two buttons to push so far. So far, so good. <laughs> Don't mess up. But but you set this up before I had a chance to come up, so we're not going to know how to set this thing up. <laughs> because Tom, you're going to need to set this up because we are taking this on the road. Yes, we are still going to do some shows from the studio. Yes, but we're going to go to various places. We already have some places picked out. In fact, yeah. uh, last year we made the announcement that our picture is on the palm. Is on the wall of the Palm Correct. in the private room back We're big. there. We're very big. So I think we have to do at least uh, one show there. Yeah, at right? the Palm for sure. And, uh, well, there's going to be news to follow. We're hoping to, yeah, you know, around lunchtime, maybe once a week, once the season starts, you know, pick some restaurants or some different places. And uh, it's going to be cool. Take yeah. it on the road. Yeah, we're going to take it on the road. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been a good off season, right, John? Everything's been good with you, I guess? Very good off season. Obviously, we had a lot good. of changes. Joe Girardi. And everybody's uh, fired up. Very excited. I mean, his. Every everywhere I've been with Joe Girardi, unbelievable. He at the uh, we had the charity dinner. We had the you were at the yes. charity dinner. Yep, it was awesome. And he asked so or he asked Michelle Diva Karras, who we've had on the show, that uh, should I speak? Do you want me to speak for you know maybe thirty seconds or so? She said that'd be great. And I, I think Michelle thought he was basically just gonna say, "Hey, I'm Joe Girardi, the new manager." But you know, welcome to everybody. He got up and, and made a, as you know, a 15-minute speech that was heartfelt talking about... It wasn't a dry eye No, talking about his mom who was diagnosed with breast cancer when he was 13 years old and how he got through that and how that's motivated him and uh, and just just went on and told stories. And I, I, the whole table was crying where yeah. I was. I mean, and he, then remember our final speaker, the woman had been diagnosed and you know only had about six months to live. Right. And she stood up and she thanked the Phillies for the grant. You know, and uh, helping with the research, with cancer research. And she said, I was so motivated by what Joe said. And then, of course, Joe got up. They hugged. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house, John. But then that was kind of to kick off our kind of our PR, the PR events that we had going on for, you know, about a month or so. And Joe just knocked it out of the ballpark at every banquet and, you know, every group he was uh, put in front of. Just he even awesome. did the Rocky Run up the uh, yeah. Art Museum steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all good. And the Fanatic had a big offseason, John. You I know. know. Well, yeah. I think I saw you on a national TV show, which <laughs> you've right. been on before. The Goldbergs. Yeah, very cool. The, I, John, it's it's so cool yeah, to, to is the ego the Is the Fanatic's ego getting a little oh, out yeah. of control? His head is bigger than yours. It's right. It's gotten really out <laughs> That's of control. Big. That's big. <laughs> uh, no, well, but it's, it was What cool. was the Fanatic's For those that didn't see the Goldbergs, what was the Fanatic's role? Now, so, obviously, the Goldbergs takes place in 1970s Jenkintown. Correct. The uh, 80s. 80s, sorry. In the 80s. And uh, as, it tur- as a little aside, John, uh, I grew up a block away from the Goldbergs. 
growing up as a kid. They lived right behind me. I didn't know them growing up. Why but, do you think uh, they had the fanatic on the show? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. So, you know, this is the third time I've done the show, and uh, it was cool. But the dad, it was his birthday. It was his 50th birthday. And so his wife, Beverly, wanted to bring in uh, – they had the, 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 the president of Lee's Hoagies. Uh, they had the guy from, like, Action News. And, you know, so it was really Philly-themed. And they're like, and let's bring in his best friend, the Philly fanatic. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty hilarious. It so Lee's funny. Hoagie House has been around – I guess it has been yeah, around for yeah, a long time. Yeah, at least been around. And the, yeah. was the first one in Jenkintown? Uh, in Abington. Yeah, Abington. It was one of the first ones. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it was cool. Awesome. Attic going Hollywood. What's, what's the next Hollywood venture? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, well, we might be going at well. We'll have uh, news coming up about this podcast. We the Phillies backstage might be going, going to, to Los John. Angeles. Very, very cool. Very, yeah, yep. yeah. Almost close to where Kevin Franson uh, grew up. Speaking uh, of really which, close, should we? Uh, so we bring him in. <laughs> let's bring him in. All right, let's bring him in, uh, folks. Our first guest, the 2020. You know him, you love him. Phillies broadcaster, ex-Philly player, uh, podcaster extraordinaire, uh, guitar player extraordinaire. He does it all. He's a Renaissance. He's a man. computer guy too. Uh, he's a is he a computer guy? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, Kevin Franson, how you doing, Kevin? Hey guys. This How thing's unbelievable, huh? What, the well, machine? Uh, now, yeah. you've used this machine before, correct? <laughs> I made Voyage. Do you, know, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. So you can help us, maybe? I know maybe? my way around there. <laughs> if Rob uh, won't engineer around. us and won't be our parent, will you be our parent? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I'm not that responsible. Uh, Rob is. I'm not, so. Are you a handy guy? Or? Very. Oh, well, there very. you go. So John and I, uh, it takes both of us to screw in a light bulb. So. Tom, he yeah. supposedly wrote a computer program when he does, he he makes his own scorecards, right, for every game, and he created some program that, mm-hmm. right, that you update. Yeah. And yeah. What's that all about? Well, okay, so I have bad ha- handwriting, and I'm sure uh, you guys know handwriting. When you're doing something like this, you got to be able to read what you what you have down. So you did not go to Catholic school. No, I did. Oh, you I did. did. Yeah, but not early on. Later in life, when they didn't care about your handwriting so much, it was more about the actual reading part. You know, they cared about. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> um, I had terrible handwriting, or have, and so I was like, I, I have to figure something out. So I, I went on Excel, taught myself on YouTube how to do certain things, uh, and now I could just type in a name in my scorecard and all the stats pop up that I want. You know, all the you know necessary ones that I want. So it's I, like, I like an Excel average. spreadsheet? Yeah. It's, okay. But, right. but it's, but it, I but do it's it. personalized for what right. Kevin, the stats he it's wants just to exa- see. And it, yeah. Exactly what I want to do. Right. Um, and, and, and for me, it, I, I feel like you waste so much time during your day writing your book. And some for some people, it's very cathartic, right? I mean, you get in there and you're like, oh, this is great. I'm going to write my scorebook. I was like, I got stressed by doing it. I'm looking back and forth, and I'm going, no. So after the games, like an hour later, I could just download the stats, put it in, and the next day I don't have to worry about anything. When I get in there, I'll put the guy's name in. Um, it'll, you know, I, it's, we can go in on it. it it's, it's Well, is this proprietary, awesome. or do you allow uh, Larry Anderson and Scott Fransky to if they uh, want it. benefit but, from but your – If they want it, I, if this is for – they haven't asked, do they know you no. even do it? Yeah, they know. Okay. Scott calls me a nerd. <laughs> so computer nice. geek. Well, yeah, geek. <laughs> I'd be asking you to set it up for me. Yeah, really. Well, the, the whole thing. The whole thing is, is, is I just like being simple on certain things and and writing it or whatever and and coming up with it wasn't simple. But at the end of the day, like it's now it's mine. I have everything I want on my scorecard. Whether the bench guys, I have their stats on there that I like. You know what their righty lefty splits are. Um, I have the ability for, uh, like the starting pitcher. I'll have all what he throws, percentage he throws it, um, you know, the, the miles per hour average on that, the, the average on it, the OPS against it. It's like, what else can you ask for? And uh, you pull that up during the game while you're doing the game? I just or? print it out. Okay, I, I so I did yeah. last year with the iPad, right? So here's the deal. I, I had it on the iPad and I liked it. I had it to a point where I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. But then I'm like... I feel like at times I'm just like scrolling through it too much. Right. So I'm just going to print it. I, 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 all I need to do is print it out. Yeah, and then you can't mess around. So you're not surfing the internet nope. while you're watching the game. Nope. Huh. How comfortable are you now? I mean, you've been a color guy now for a couple of years. So are you comfortable in that role? Yeah. It's something kind of new for you, right? Absolutely. But, I mean, it's the game, right? You're talking about a game. Yeah. We, we've talked about this before, uh, just outside, just us in general talking about it. I love the game. I love the Phillies. I love the the Phillies organization. So how hard is it to really do yeah. that job? 
you know, and, and, and I guess taking the player out of you sometimes and, and, and being a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, harsh and in, in, in critiquing a, a player, that's been the toughest thing. Um, because I do, I, I don't forget how hard the game is. Uh, it wasn't the easiest of games when I got to this level. Um, at other levels, it was pretty easy, but at this level, it was not easy. Um, it, it just, I, I don't know. It, it, I can't sit, sit here and say, oh, I'm great because I do this. I just love the game, so I hope that comes off. That's what you're supposed to do is enjoy the game. And if if fans don't like that you're not critical enough, fine. That's not me. You know, but I but the one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on in the field. You can't make it up. It's it's right there. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Now, I always like to ask Wait, player. Which beginning? Like when I was very born? Beginning. I don't remember. Yes, yes. The very oh, beginning. It's hot we, in here. We were, we were going to ask <laughs> when you you got drafted in 2004, right, by the Giants. Yep. Um, and I always like to ask uh, players, ex-players, this that when did you know you were going to? I mean, I'm assuming you were one of the best little league guys on your team, right? I was the smallest. You're the smallest. Yeah. So I wasn't the. I, I mean, I was good. I'm not going to sit here and say I was the best. Uh, you know, because. Physical wise, I think it was a, a, a thing I couldn't handle. Right. Like, my freshman year in high school, how about this? Um, I played football, so I told my mom I was going for cross country. My dad and I had a plan that I was going to try out for the football team. It was great. Uh, made, keep that from the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. She was a cross country coach at the time, and they she just didn't want me to play football. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, dad, you're taking this one. So. We're at the beach. We're having this walk, and he goes, all right, you in? I'm like, I'm in. He goes, we're going to need to put some weight on you. I'm like, no, nah, I probably can't. I was 4'11", 110 pounds my freshman year playing football. <laughs> so fast forward to springtime, I'm 4'11", 111 pounds probably, um, and playing baseball. I got DH4. Of all the things, I got DH4 my freshman year for most of the year. Physically, I couldn't swing the bat. Like, I did like you move up in weights, right? You go from little league where you have the little right. little barreled bat, and it's like a minus ten, and it's like this is easy or whatever, like minus eight. You get you know up there, and you're like minus five bats. I can't do this. You know, it's swinging me. So it took some time. Um, I I loved baseball. I loved all sports. I was a bigger basketball fan growing up. Basketball was my favorite did you, sport. Did you play it too? I did. Uh, my dad was a. Be- Still a basketball coach for over 40 years, uh, coaching high school. And he's now at my high school. Co- it's, it's close to 50 years, actually. Um, and so I just, when my brother was sick, I would go and my mom would go up. You know, my dad would have a shift up there at the hospital. Uh, and this was for years that I would follow my dad and go to practice with him. So I just fell in love with basketball. So it, it was just one of, you know, those things. So baseball still wasn't the I was the best or nothing like that. Made JV, sophomore year, played shortstop. Um, you know, three or four of my guys on my t- uh, my class were up on varsity. Junior year, played varsity. Halfway through the year, finally got to play, and I was playing third base. Started to rake. Went went off in the, the summertime Now, stuff. is this something that just clicked, like, at that point when you started to rake? I, just, I mean, I was started – just, I, I just got – I physically got just stronger. Just bigger, right. Because um, the hand-eye coordination was always there. I think – how about this? I struck out, like, once in Little League. And the best part was, I'm in uh, Tim Lincecum, Brian Wilson, and I were out at a bar one night down in San Francisco. And this guy comes up to me, he goes, Brandon, what's up? And I was like, hey, how you doing? Like a little weird, you know, right in right. your face. And he goes, I struck you out Little League. I'm like, oh, you're the one. Uh, you're, you're the, the one. one. <laughs> Appreciate that. No, but I mean, like, I just, I loved baseball. I loved competing. I loved doing that. So I, about, I would say midway through my junior year, uh, when I started to play and I started to have some success, I'm like, you know, I, I know I could play here. So then college started recruiting you and you obviously, no. you didn't. No, my, my, some of this, I go senior year, uh, into the scene. I hit 500 in the summer in the summer league that we had for, for Bellarmine. And then I went into the season and, um, you know, played football, go out. I got stronger my senior year. I hit 500 in, in the, the entire season and I broke like you know Burl's record of hits and average and a bunch of stuff not homers because he was hitting just massive tanks there when he went anyway uh six guys on our team had already signed for division one uh scholarships Is it with Bill Main? Bellarmine 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 okay, yeah. yeah Jesuit Jesuit school um and it was you know more and more frustrating well May 18th day before my brother's birthday I got a call from San Jose State, and it's San Perraro. 
uh, I had sent all these letters out to all these places and they, you know, send you the generic copy of like, oh, we're glad you're interested here. Got into a, a couple colleges and I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I got accepted to college. I'm good. And he called me up at school. I got taken out by my high school coach. He goes, hey, uh, Sam Perrero's on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm in class. And he goes, yeah, come here. Let's get on the phone. He goes, Kevin, uh, Sam Perrero, San Jose State. I'm like, hey, coach, what's up? You know, I've known him forever. My dad and him were, yeah. were teammates. And he uh, he goes, well, we want to offer you books and tuition. Um just want to let you know you have 24 hours to make your decision. I'm like, Mission Impossible? Are you kidding me? And so then that, that started. They're the only ones that recruited me. Um, I, I mean, you have Cal, Miami, Santa Barbara, guys that are going places. I put up way better numbers than, and, you know, only one school. And it's like the one thing that I, I, I love more than anything because they're the ones that took the chance. Talk, I had Cal Poly. about Cal Poly told me I was too small to play. Well, Cal I went and had four. I had huh. four hits on him in my in my freshman year on in a game. And I'm going through the line afterwards, and Rich Price was the coach at the time. I'm like, yeah, too small for your, you know, and it sets up <laughs> I and, love that. and I we love had that. a little. But then again, you know what? What a hotbed for baseball talent. That part of California. Well, our high school is like crazy. we have Burrow, myself, Mark Canna with the A's, Eric Thames, Eric Goodell, Eric Goodell's, Eric Goodell's, Eric Goodell's from there. Hmm. Uh, so you have. And Just then guys from way back, too. Way I mean, back. Goes, way back. Uh, Ed Givinola, uh, Leo Rigetti. So Leo is Dave's dad, uh, the, was former pitching coach yeah. for the for the Giants. He went there. Uh, Dave didn't go there. But, uh, yeah, we've we've had plenty. And it's uh, it's pretty cool to be able to pass that along, you know. So you get, again, drafted by the Giants. And then when you get called up by the Giants, I think that was like Barry Bonds' last year or one of his. Second to last year. Second to last yeah. year. So what was it like? Being a rookie, and basically I was Barry Bonds' team at that point. Uh, well, so I guess growing up in the Bay Area, and you go into a lot of Giants games, and Barry's like the man. We all know that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, people that don't like him, he was still the man. Uh, and the way he treated me in 05 in, in spring training was incredible. Like, he didn't ignore me. I asked him questions. I wasn't scared to ask him questions. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be in a big league camp again. Uh, and, and so he was, he was awesome. Uh, Oh six, when I first got called up and I'm hitting in front of him, oh, that was nice. like, like you talk about like, oh. well, what is the most nerve wracking thing? It's like, well, I'm in the on deck circle going up to the play. I turn around, Barry's walking on deck and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> or Connor Jackson was playing first. And, uh, I got, I, I, I hit a double play ball in my first, uh, AB one hopper, the shortstop, boom, running back. And I'm like, Barry's. Barry's mad at me. Yeah, you know, I know more guys. I got hit the next time, and then I had uh, three hits after that. And I'm at first in the first two times. Uh, the first two times I'm on first, Connor's, like, going behind me, and he's, like, playing way back. And I'm going, so you get to play behind. I have to stay in the batters, you know, in, in the baseline, and Barry Bonds is up. Like, that guy's, like, 90 feet from me. What am I, what am I doing right now? And, you know, people ask, have asked, like, what is the most memorable part? Is it, like, getting your first hit? It's like, no. When I scored from first on a double from Barry, yeah. that was the coolest thing. Right. Nice. Like, for me, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Awesome. So cool. So And, and you know, Linscombe, too, is your teammate. So, so was- yeah. So, I we actually got called. So, I had started 07 in the big leagues with the Giants. Got sent down, like, three or four days after the season started. You know, numbers thing and all that. Went down. Uh Ripped up AAA at the same time Timmy's there and saw some of the most incredible things. We got called up from Tucson for his first outing against the Phillies Sunday night baseball. And, and, and look, the Phillies team was ridiculous that year. We all know that. And that's the start. Not, not even the start. I mean, you just saw everything. And so Tim had not gotten touched. Like Omar Quintanilla is the only one I saw in the minor leagues that like just touched him, like just had his way with him. Everyone else was smiling. If they like, cho- like had a check swing to them, right? Dribbler to them, they're smiling going down. They didn't, they didn't get punched out. Yeah. And so we get called up, and and I'm playing third that night on Sunday night baseball. Cole versus Tim, and mm. uh, you know who was it? Shane. I think Shane shot him in the first, or or Ryan shot him in the first, and yeah. you're just like, you could just see everything just spinning on Tim. And 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 here's the deal, he did a, a warm up routine that he's never done before. Because he felt like he was in the big leagues, he had to do something different, you know, like the big league way. 
And he finally went in the office after the game. He's like, hey, can I do like my way? Like next time I just felt like comfortable. And, and Rigetti and, and Boach were just like, yeah, absolutely. That's what we want you to do. Well, what happened the rest of that game? Did he get lit up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, he got, he got, I remember he got that, hammered. Yeah, yeah. He, they scored up a lot of balls. You okay. know, and, and I just think that, you know, more than anything, it was the most unbelievable team you're facing. I, like that, that, the team was ridiculous. Was awesome. So yep. good. Yep. Uh, and so the better team won. The better players won in that situation. Next time out, how about this? He goes out and, and rags. Dave Rigetti sitting in the dugout, and he's freaking out because it's like, I don't know. 650 for a 710 game, and he's still not out there. 655, still not out there. 658, he shows up, throws a couple balls, throws a little long toss, throws eight pitches in the bullpen. Good. Flips the ball to David. He's like, I'm ready to go. It was the Rockies <laughs> and everyone's, and like, you could just see him, like, just like, not Timmy, but Dave Rigetti just like pale, white. Like, oh my God, you just threw eight pitches and you think you're ready. And he went out and shoved. Yeah, it, it was. It and was that was his way. That that's was how he would get prepared. Yeah. You ever seen someone eat in, in like a, a a chair like we're sitting in right now, an office chair, in a squat? That was like that was him. Like hmm. he was just he was quirky. So then, 2011, you come to the Phillies organization. You play Reading and you play Lehigh Valley. You tear it up, right? 2012, you come to the major leagues, right? Or mm-hmm. on the Phillies, and you join that team that still had all the guys. You had yep. Halliday. You had. Um, you have obviously J Roll and and um, Ryan Howard and Chase Ryan everybody. And, and I remember, you know, it's funny. I remember when Kevin first came in that spring training, and I think uh, I had asked you to do a radio interview. We did it in Phil's mm-hmm. office, and it's funny, John. You, I, I know you probably feel the same way when you, uh, you know, spring training, you get to know some of these guys. And right from the get go, like when somebody's, you know, just the way they approach you, the way they handle yourself, if you're asking yeah, they get them to it. do something, they get it. And then you see them in the interview, and they they knock it out of the park. You're like, that like dude's going to have a podcast right, right. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to lean on this guy. <laughs> I hope this guy's good because I'm, be I'm leaning on this guy. Right. But uh, no, I knew from the get-go that, uh, you know, it was going to be a lot of have, having fun having you. Well, it's all – like this game, everyone you hear about, it's about relationships. And for me, I always laugh because I'm like, people just think that relationships are in the dugout or in that clubhouse. It's not because the organizations in general – and I, look, I've been fortunate enough to play for a bunch of – Different ones. Uh, the organizations, the better they they are, the usher at the top deck in 302 matters more than, you know, every other person. Because why? Because they feel a part of it. And there's a likeness, and especially here. You know, and, and there's two two franchises that I think that, when that's what the Giants in here, is family. And it, it goes from usher to you could be, um, you know, in in the, the PJ Willihan's you know booth out there or Tony Luke's, you matter, and so the relationships and going and say hi because that's what it doesn't because we're on the field doesn't mean we're better than you. We just happen to be you know everyone's watching that. It doesn't make in the grand scheme of things. So it's about the relationships. And how about the city is uh, Philadelphia? I mean, when you came we here, I mean, you loved it, right? We loved it. Nice. I mean, it was for me. Look, 06 is my first time playing here. And, you know, when you have Barry on your team, it changes a lot of things. And just how, oh my God, I came in this place and was like, this is the best thing ever. And it was always, and I told Brooksy this, I was like, this has been my favorite place to play. Road, home, all that stuff. Just the passion of the fans? It was everything. The stadium's gorgeous. The field was always awesome. The the Then you get in you, the noise and, you know, that was, you know, with Barry, I mean, you get the booze, and you're like, yeah. Like they, they were just – I mean, it was insane. So, question – you had Bruce Bochy as your manager. Felipe so, Lou. And – oh, there, Felipe. Fli- that's Felipe, right. Felipe. I, I had 4,000-win managers in my career. So, I had Felipe to start and then Boch. And, and Boch. So, when Bruce Bochy was your manager, mm-hmm. were you ever one of the uh, teammates that basically goaded the fanatic to do the Bruce Bochy big head <laughs> uh, routine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I you love know, coming so to Philly. Here's, here's the deal. He loved the fanatic. Here's he another thing. He coming to Philly. The Nationals, I'm in there in, in uh, 14, and it happened to be, I think it was like Lucille's birthday or something like that, and the Fanatic was there. It's like, Yeah, in uh, San Francisco, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's and right. we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, Fanatic, Boach! And he looked at me, and he gave the nod, and sure enough, it came. And it described for those, I know we've described it before on our show, but describe what it is. It's the greatest thing ever. It's just like, <laughs> look, if you if you – 
never seen Bruce Bochy, or if you've seen him, you haven't missed his head. And he's got an enormous he- mascot-like head. Right. <laughs> and sometimes the weight of it will yeah. get down and, and uh, bury itself and <laughs> can't get it up. And, and the fanatic goes in front of the dugout, oh, and, and just, down, like his head is basically directing him one way or the other, and he can't stand, and, and he falls over. It's still not my favorite one, though. What's your favorite one? Jim Leland. Hundred percent with a cigarette, the yeah. cigarette and the shiver, and <laughs> it's like so. Boach always stone faces it, and it's like he does. He likes it, but doesn't like it at the same time. Jim Leland like laughs his butt off. Yeah, yeah, he it's loves my it. favorite thing. He'd offer I think the that's, I think that's what the, I think that's what the, everything is about. It's like it, it, it's how people respond to certain things, and and sure enough, when oh man, I could just picture the shiver, and he's like. I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right, another legendary manager, yes. Charlie Manuel. Yeah, Charlie. Oh, hey, hey, big Chuck. Yeah, Big Chuck. How you doing? <laughs> Did you know Charlie at all when you first joined? Uh, or when he first became manager? No, and he didn't even know me when I played. <laughs> no, oh, that's right. Oh, tell, me, tell that yeah, story. Yeah, so, so I love that. This is my favorite story, <laughs> so, Kevin Francis. Yeah, yeah. So Pete McCannon <laughs> comes down, and he's telling everyone in spring training what to do. And this is like, I, I, I'm going to say... 10, 15, 20 games into the spring. And he's like, all right, you know, like Chuck's telling Pete, Pete, Pete or I need him to go third. Uh, you know, my, my, Mikey, I need Mikey at short. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that, that, that guy over there, <laughs> put him at second base. And Pete looked at me and goes, what, Franson? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. He goes, he's been here the whole time. Like, so, he batted yeah. in front of Barry Bonds. Yeah. No, it, it, look, my relationship with Charlie has been, always been amazing. Um, whether he forgot my name or forgets my name, I don't care. I played for him, and I had the best time with him. Uh, and, you know, people always put me in a, in a weird spot, too, because when Rhino got, you know, the job yep. after Charlie got fired and I was close with Rhino – um, from our time in in Lehigh Valley, it, it 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 was bittersweet. I was happy for Rhino to get an opportunity. It was sucks because you know of the legend of Charlie, but not only the legend, but the the way he treated me in, in 2012 and and in 13, but like 12 playing me all the time. You know, I earned my chance to to get that opportunity to play, but he kept on rolling me out there and kept him believing me, and I, I just never I I can't thank him enough. Now the guy on the team that you were tightest with, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I always used to always see you with Chase, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you miss that Burl? Guy? Was it, was Burl? Yeah, I never missed Burl. I mean, I missed Burl, but I never missed Burl. Right, but you missed him as far as he obviously <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't on the team by the time you. No, 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 he was gone. But yeah. I mean, I've known him for years, and yeah, because you went to the same high school. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but you and Chase, I remember like in spring training, you guys would hang out and live. I, I lived with Chase for two of those springs, right? Uh, three. Two. It was two. The other one, I was by myself, like way up 19. I had no idea where to stay during spring. Did he show you around Clearwater a little bit? Yeah, no, I, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, he was great. Saw you at the he Sand Pearl? Awesome. Come on, I saw you over there. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't see anything. No, we, were, we had a great time. Um, look, the legend of Chase, I mean, it only grows, I think, as, as time goes. He's a special teammate, special you know friend, and then he, not only is it more than anything a special competitor. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise you. When he went to L.A., it's really it was cool to see the, the teammates out there in L.A. just, you know, really gravitate towards him, the way he became a leader out yep. there. And, well, don't uh, you find it, like, in today's day, yeah. that, like, you got to tip your hat even more to those players from L.A. because there's so many guys, and we've seen it here, where guys don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't care about who you are. They're right. just like, whatever. Like, and they not everyone's like that, but there are their, the, the, the few and far between the Dodger, you know, kids and we Kiki call Hernandez, kids. I like stands I mean, out like he loved and worshiped. Justin Turner Chase. had already started to make his way, but the next thing you know, he saw how someone else was doing it. Uh, Kershaw, very similar to Doc, and just how hard they worked, and they looked at Chase and like, damn, you know what I mean? Like one of those the, just mutual ad- ad- admiration. But I just find it, I I just love it the fact that those guys responded the way they did to him, and it was not to be like, oh, this guy, no, they just like. We'll follow. And Chase was very good as far, far as picking up tells and signs, you know, from the pitcher. You know, not not listening no to a trash can, can but yeah. but you know, right? And didn't you guys, as teammates, come to Chase and say, Chase, what do you see on? Is this guy doing any uh, that? And then like kind of certain, you know, following you know some leads and then just understanding. And I was good a little bit with it before, but not like really taking the time as much as as he had. And, and I've I've become like 
you know, just like a, a little bit of him, an arm off of him. And how about uh, for your preparation? I mean, did you study a lot of film? I mean, he was yeah. crazy. Not not as crazy as him because right. I, I felt like he was, so, he was so good at being able to watch what he needed to, which was everything, and still not be consumed by it. Right? I mean, like, people go, oh, he's consumed by the video. It's like, no, he's not. It's like, that's just him. It just works. I could watch a ton of video like he did, and I'd be consumed. And I feel like that is where the difference is. You can't get consumed by video. Yep. Um, and it, meaning that you're going to, you know, critique everything that you do. But he would watch. My favorite part was he watched teammates. He watched pitchers on his own team. He watched. It, it just He was a manager on the field. It is so cliche. I don't know any guy that does that or did that. Do you ever see him doing that? I mean, I I, I think about Chase. You know, he's such a family guy now with his small kids and, and Jen and out, out there. Don't and forget Jack. What's that? Jack. Don't forget Jack. Who's the Jack? Dog. Oh, the dog. Right. Yeah. Jack. Can't forget Jack. But could you ever see Chase, like, getting back into that baseball lifestyle as far as being a manager, being a coach, being in? Not a coach. I mean, the only way I could see him doing it is managing, but I don't even know if he'd want to. Right. Because he loves being with the boys and, and, and Jen and, and, and Jack and – uh, I think it would be amazing. I think the you know his knowledge is especially you know being around the front office there too, so he understands that that side. Um, I mean, wouldn't it? Be, he's a gift to baseball. Oh yeah, he is, and a gift to Philadelphia. He's a, a huge gift to Philadelphia, but the game of baseball in general that is a lifer. That is someone that you look at and you're like that. He needs to be in a in a role not like this. But in a role in the bench where he has, you know, decision-making ability, he could, you know, work with players even more, uh, his leadership, all that stuff. Um, and he has more personality than he lets on, uh, right? No, he's the same. Wink, wink. Well, it's, I mean, when he got in studio this year, right? He was in studio. Fumble! Fumble! Oh, and oh. we have ourselves. And Rob Brooks left, I and I spilled and tea we, all over. Like, I was... Drinking this tea. Is How about that? I would say we're I have, trashing the place. Wow, our first show, and look at you, what you're doing over there. All right, John. well, we're hey, not going to be distracted. I know, here. but I knew you were doing. On. You were reaching for. Uh, I guess we're going to do the the quiz again in, again in 2020. But uh, also, uh, how's your guitar play playing coming along, Kevin? Are you still? Uh, How'd you know? About jamming. That? Oh, I heard. You know, you're no, ripping I've been, it up. I've been playing uh, a lot. Uh, not very well. <laughs> but hey, like, look, like I was talking about with the the Excel stuff with my. Uh, you know, scorebook thing. Yeah, I learned on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And, I've, and there's so many good That's teachers hard, on YouTube. So you taught your you're teaching yourself guitar yeah, I mean, on. I wouldn't uh, say it's teaching YouTube. myself. I'm just like kind of fumbling over myself All on right. it. It's just fun. What's it's, your goal? Yeah, yeah. You, you, no goal. No goal. You're no goal. Gonna, and and I'm not like I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, I'm I'm so goal oriented. I just wanted to be able to take my mind off of anything and everything. Yeah. Uh, playing the guitar has been fun. Because it's it's like a little stressful because you can't get certain things, but like my fingers uh, <laughs> have just been torn up by it. But it, that's also like go on the road. It's different as a broadcaster than as a player. Yeah. As a player, you're here until like eleven o'clock at night or whatever. You know, after a broadcast, you're done at ten. You go right back, and it's like you're just you're there. You're 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 in your hotel room until three three thirty until you take the bus to the field. Yeah, so why not? And I'm like. Take the guitar you out. You can't do this. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, I, sure. gotta, I can't just gotta sit do here and do something. Like, so it's golf and, golf and guitar. And um, your wife, did your wife win a guitar from she did. Keith Urban? She did. How'd that happen? Uh, well, <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, you know, uh, we, we so we're at a concert, Keith Urban concert. Both of us uh, love his music and in San Jose. And he, I'm like, why is our door opening in the middle of it? He, like, left for a little bit, but was still playing. And we're like, Oh, you weird. stole the guitar. You didn't win the guitar. <laughs> so the door opens, and then they start setting up a stage. I'm like, hey, you should go over that stage right there. I think he's going to play. And she's like, no. And I'm talking about, like, from five feet from us. So she gets up and goes over. And uh, Keith Urban looked at her, as most would, and handed her a guitar after he was done playing. Nice. <laughs> Pulled her up on this on the little makeshift stage. Uh, and so we have So that. it was in front of everybody? So the crowd yeah. Oh, yeah. knew she was getting this oh, yeah. guitar? And everyone, like, afterwards were like, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, like sweet guitar. So 
Uh, wow, I was nice. like thinking they were saying other stuff, but oh, that was their Courtney Cox, wasn't Courtney yeah. Cox in like the uh, Bruce. Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, that's right. right, Dancing in the Dark right. video, awesome. absolutely. All right, so John, are we? Uh, well, I got a couple things actually. Uh, are we right. ready for this? Yes, we uh, are. Now you do a podcast, obviously, I do. right? I and do. the podcast is called Pine Pine Tar for Breakfast. Yes. Uh, we had I had a different name for it. Got kind of uh, the censors. Yeah, get but, past the censors. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, what's your favorite little league term? Uh, bow tie, <laughs> bow tie. Bow tie? When, you, when you throw a bow tie, did you throw bow ties in the Jenkintown <laughs> yeah. Little League? Yes, that's I a did. pretty that's a pretty harsh you Little League. You can't Can you think of any John. any sayings that a catcher would say in Little League? Uh, catcher in Little League. I don't know. I, I, I balls in coming down. What is it? Balls. Oh, in balls coming in coming down. down. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's what it was supposed to be. And just too provocative. I guess. All right. I was like literally everything about it was about like little league and where it all started. That's I would have approved. I would. I would have approved too. <laughs> uh, but I love Pintar. You remember? I mean, I was always yeah, yeah. covered in it. Yes, so that's good. All right, and you do a segment waffle or not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So usually not. So I'm gonna. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I just have a couple uh, oh questions for you. A minimum of nine at bats. Okay. Oh, okay. So what, let me what, guess. Craig Kimbrell's on there. What what pitcher? Well, let's go positive first. What pitcher did you? Could you say waffle is a positive? What? Who did you waffle? Oh, I, waffle's always the positive. Yeah. So who did you waffle the most? Uh, you went seven for thirteen against this guy. He's a, he actually pitched for the Phillies at one point. You hit five thirty eight. Sorry, not not Clay Buckles, but Taylor Buckles. No, no. There was a guy. Um, I'll, I'll give you a hint too. Aaron Herring. Yes, I was just going to say, just like Bruce Bochy, he has a large yeah. big noggin. And he doesn't yeah. shut up either. Uh, <laughs> yes, you had 538. Now, another former Philly, you did very well, too. You had uh, 6 for 13 with a home run. Yeah, that's Cole. Cole Hamels. Look at that. Uh, another a, a former brave nemesis that would always uh, you know, have, uh, be Tim very Hudson. good against the Phillies. Tim Hudson. Look at that. And a guy who... Uh, like, Milwaukee, like my five guys I know. And Milwaukee Brewers, a guy that I know him as a Milwaukee Brewer. I'm sure he played for... Nope. Um, same in, same initial first name last name. Oh my God! Yes. Um, you had four seventeen five for twelve. I, five for seven. Five for twelve. Five for twelve. Let me give it to you. Wait, I have one more thought. Okay, go. Doug Davis. Doug Davis. Yeah. All right. Now, Dude, and he. By the way, that uh, five for twelve. I was zero for. I went five for my last five against him. I was zero for seven until uh, someone just. It was zero seven. I was just getting absolutely, like the little cutter that he threw just got me every time. Jamie Moyer owned my, you know what. And so I just started saying, just think about, because everyone always, stay inside, stay inside. Just start yanking him. And I started yanking him, and yeah, I just started him. So then you mentioned Craig Kimbrell, yeah, not so like, good. Yeah, Over no, two no but I did line out my last time up. <laughs> That's good. You got a piece of it. Oh, uh, my God. I went down. The, I, went, I, I had a hit against him at the Wide World of Sports in spring training and got the hit a little bleeder over the second baseman's head, and I raised my fist all the way down the first baseline. <laughs> now, here's the kicker. Like, I'm playing against them for so – like, it felt like so for so long. They were laughing so hard in the dugout, like Terry Pendleton. But Kimbrell turned around, and it was just, like, shaking his head. I'd be, like, laughing. Like, this is amazing. Like, how do you – like, I couldn't – he was so good. He was good, huh? So good. All right, last one. There's a guy, a starting pitcher that owned you. Uh, you were 0 for 10 with three strikeouts. And he's a lefty. Uh, he played for the White Sox. Yep. Danks. John Danks. All right. That is the end of that one. But, but now. He was a cheater. What we, John no, Danks he was? Just, he, <laughs> you know what? Like, there was a guy like Eric Stoltz. Remember him? Yeah, yeah sure. San Diego in L.A. Yep. Wasn't he in a movie with. Um, I don't know. Wasn't there a movie, Eric? There's an actor, Eric Stoltz, who, is, who played Elephant Man. Oh, Wasn't yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Cher? Yeah. Wasn't he like. This, wasn't he the son of Cher? Yeah. And, all right. Forget that one. I, had, I was one for 13 off me. Okay. Or off of him. And. People were like, "Oh man, you that guy owned you." I was like, "I lined out twelve times against him. It sucked. My only hit against him, I think, was like a little like nubber down the third base line." I was like, "You serious?" Like, <laughs> like so he has ownage on me on the numbers, but all right, Kevin. So be low high. You listen to our podcast, of I course, do, right? You're a regular actually. listener, so you know that you we don't do, do a, them as much as I know. We, you know that we do you a work quiz a lot harder than we do. Well, now you got this, and you know we do a quiz at the end of the year or end of the show. Sorry. Um, and this is all about quiz about you. Okay, your so, name is John. Yes. Is John. <laughs> so, so theoretically, you should do well, right? I have eight questions, and again, this is, these are all questions that are right up your alley. Hey, so, and if he gets five, uh, six of eight, got to get six of eight. You're, you're all right. You're, 
tough, if, tough bargain right there. And Six. If you do. You, you what win does he a, win, Tom? Uh, a free all-expense-paid trip to Clearwater, Florida, for Philly spring training. How about that? Better clear that with the uh, finance director. I already got it. All right, you ready for question number one? Yeah. All you got to do is, Tom said, get six out of eight. Six out of eight. Which celebrity did not go to Bellarmine College Preparatory in San Jose? Did I say that? I didn't say Bellarmine right. Bellarmine. Bellarmine. And it's, I mean, you just think about it. It's all guys, so Bellarmine. Bellarmine. All right, which celebrity did not go to Bellarmine College Preparatory in San Jose? Okay. I think the first one you know you can eliminate. Pat Burrell, Dan Pastorini, Bob Denver, who played Gilligan. Or gold medalist Pablo Morales, who's the world champion in the 1984 Summer Olympics. Bob Denver. Gilligan did, did not, not go. go. No. Did he go to college? Pablo, I, I Pablo is still amazing. Dan Pastorini, that? that's a great one. Dan Pastorini, Houston Oilers. Uh, played with Billy White Shoes yep. Johnson. All right, number two. Which celebrity did not go to San Jose State? Ooh. And by the way, when I, was doing, when I was doing my research... Yeah. It's amazing how many celebrities yeah. go to San Jose State. You know how beautiful those schools are out there. Well, I know. It's yeah, not the most beautiful, but like, uh, yeah. Cal Poly's crazy. I mean, beautiful. Oh. I mean, I went to University of Virginia. We have like Ralph Sampson, and we have, you know. <laughs> the guy who well, wanted Jeffrey. Well, you have Ryan uh, Zimmerman. Yes, have, I saw that. You have all these guys Winwood, down I know, I know. We, got, we have a lot of guys from, from uh, UVA. So, all right. Crazy. So, which celebrity did not go to San Jose State? Okay. A, Soupy Sales, Stevie Nicks. Dick Vermeil or Joey Chestnut, who is a competitor veter and also a wing bowl champion. Wait, say those here. again. Do you know who Soupy Sales is? No. <laughs> so it's probably him. <laughs> Stevie Nicks didn't. Stevie Nicks went to San Jose State. Yeah. Yeah. No, she. Uh, uh, but my high school, my high school baseball coach went to high school with her, and yeah. Is that he, right? Yeah, he loved her. Uh, your initial inclination is correct, Soupy Sales. Yeah, that's why I was like, "There's the first one is going to be." Yeah, and that, that's a generation thing. Soupy Sales A is on every. Uh, quiz that I do. Okay. Uh, B. Uh, Soupy Sales is in the seventies. He's like he was in uh, Match Game seventy five yeah. and seventy six. No, I was just right? gonna go. That was that Soupy was mine. Was he was in, Soupy Sales is not a Match Game. I don't think so. I no. think he was. No. He was on Ten Thousand Dollar Pyramid. He was probably on. I'm sure he was on Hollywood Squares, <laughs> right? With all those Nipsey Russell and Bill Cullen and Fanny Flag and you know Charles Nelson Riley. They're all. <laughs> all right. Number That's three. I believe you were you have one career ejection. Okay. In the big leagues. In the big leagues. Mike so what? Winters. Oh, oh you already got it. I was going to oh, give sorry. you this multiple we choice. Get that. Oh, I say sorry. what umpire ejected you? You know what word I used? What did you use? Started with a D and ended with an O. Oh boy, go with that. Here <laughs> All we go. right. All right. Uh, number four. I know your favorite beer. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think everyone does. Dick Yingling, who you've met, yes. is a good friend of yours. His uh, his company, Yingling. When was Yingling founded? Okay. Eighteen ninety seven. Okay, here's you got four choices. You got uh, oh yeah, I forgot. This you got seventeen. I'll, I'll go by by early to late. Seventeen ninety five, eighteen twenty nine, eighteen fifty, eighteen ninety four. Is it eighteen ninety four? Eighteen twenty nine. How about that? That's something. It is a I think a fifth or maybe even a Phoenix sixth generation. Pennsylvania. I knew it was. Yes. I knew. I I obviously knew it was the eighteens. And it's right, we're not going to tell Dick Yingling you got that one wrong. Yes, but I think you're going to sweep here. Because uh, from what I understand, you are a sports nut. Now, Tom and I are both sports nuts as well. And, and, uh, but you are a sports nut with, with a clear um, preference towards the San Francisco team. So, uh, uh, Bay Area teams. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've got yeah. Bay Area teams. This is all skewed towards that. So question number five, you have one wrong. You're, you're allowed to get one more correct. wrong. He's allowed to get so, one more wrong. Right. So Joe Montana is the all-time 49ers leader in yards past – uh, for uh, for with thirty five thousand one hundred twenty four, who is second? Is it John Brody, Steve Young, Y A Tittle, Jeff Garcia? Ooh, it's between Brody and Jeff Garcia. Uh, Brody. Brody is correct. Yeah, nice job. Kat. Good job there. All right, Jeff Garcia, San Jose State. Jeff Garcia, and yep, there you go. Uh, Eagles fan Eagles favorite. Eagles fan, fan favorite. favorite. All right, As number six, Wilt Chamberlain, another Philadelphia fan favorite. Yep. Is the all-time Golden State Warriors leader, leading scorer with seventeen thousand seven hundred eighty-three points? Who is second? Is it Chris Mullen, Paul Arizon, Steph Curry, or Rick Barry? Uh, I think Steph is on the heels, if not over. Um, but did he pass Molly? Chris think, Mullen, Paul Chris, Arizon, Steph Curry, Rick Barry, and I think 
it goes to Rick Barry. Rick Barry is correct. That would have been my guess. Rick, yeah, all right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now you just you can just go 50-50 right here on the 7-8. Right. All right. Uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, who is not in the top three of all-time goals scored by the San Jose hmm. Sharks? Is it Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, or Logan Couture? Uh, Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton is correct. I, I, th- I was going to do a curveball because I think Joe Thornton is. He just got his 800th uh, assist last night with the Sharks, which was number 1,500 overall points. <laughs> wow. How about that? <laughs> yeah. a walking uh, All right. Let's see if you can go seven for eight, which, Tom, I'm not sure if uh, have we had a seven for eight in all the years, all the time uh, we've done yeah, this. Prob- you probably had we probably point. have. You've had eight for eights, not seven for eights. So. <laughs> We've never had eight for eight. So. All right. Ready? The last one. And this is baseball, general wheelhouse. Who is third all-time in home runs to the San Francisco Giants behind Willie Mays and Barry Bonds? Do you need the uh, Do you need the uh, list? I can give you a list. Nope. Willie McCovey. Ooh, that is incorrect. It's either that or is it Mel Ott? Mel Ott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mel Ott. So you're going whole Giants organization. Yes. Like the franchise itself, it would be Mel Ott. We're, we're, Mel Ott. Was Willie McCovey a option? Oh, yeah. Was, it was Matt Williams, Willie McCovey, Mel Ott, or Orlando Cepeda. Yeah, it would have been it would have been Mel Ott. If Mel Ott. I wouldn't if I if you heard it all out. No, 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 not not that. If I just thought franchise, I just thought San Francisco. So I just didn't think franchise. Gotcha. Okay. Well look, you're going you got a free trip to Clearwater. I'm excited. Can't wait. Well, you guys for, excited? All expense paid. Let me ask you guys this. What what what's your not only about spring training, but like for this twenty twenty team, what's like your favorite part? Like what are you guys most excited about? I mean, for me personally, I'm excited two things. I'm excited uh to work with Joe Girardi after seeing him this whole off season and uh, you know, it's funny, the perception from my end and I, I think from other people that he was, you know, kind of old school and tough. I mean, my God, he is, he is, uh, just has that, uh, heart. Well, he has that. He does have he that, has that, which is going to be great. But he's, he's very analytical too. Yes. And I just surprising. think he's going to be a perfect blend. He's already has Philadelphia eating out of his hands. I mean, he is in a good way. And I mean, he just, it's he, genuine. He's, he's genuine. He's blue collar. He's smart. He's old school. He's new school. He's, uh, he's won before he won against us. You know, play, uh, did it in a big market, so I'm very excited about that. Along with Brian Price, and I'm excited for the, uh, you know, the new pitching coach or the new hitting coach, Joe. Uh, Joe Dillon. Joe Dillon, right from Modesto. Oh, did you work with him? Uh, I worked with him. I played against him, and then I worked with him uh, my last two. Well, when I was in Washington, yeah, he came up in September, and then the following spring. And the other one too is just uh, I'm excited to see Zach Wheeler because I know you know the one game he just he dealt against us, uh, and he's got that untapped potential. <laughs> Not untapped, but he's got that. You yeah. know, a lot of people are thinking that he's going to be the Garrett Cole of this year, and I hope that we can. You know, that that would be unbelievable to see that. You know, he's already has a fastball tops out at 97, 98. He's got the whole arsenal. He's got everything. He just got to put it all together. I think my favorite part with him is that like when you you still don't know, and you know you you get the comps, and Bumgarner was out there at the same time. Like, he's throwing a 1,000 less innings than Bumgarner yeah, at that age, yeah, and you're going, holy much, cow. Uh, tear on that arm. Yeah, For yeah. For me, it's uh, year two of Bryce Harper. I really think he's going to uh, settle in. It's a full spring training. He doesn't have the weight of the world on him trying to prove his contract. So I'm, I just can't wait to watch Bryce again this year. And a it's lot. a hell of a year, though. Yeah, he's like, still I mean, no, like, right? I mean, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think we say that, and it's like, it, yep. I know where you're going with it. Yes. It's it just like, just a more, that's the most comfortable I've ever seen him. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Like, yep. in, in all the years in Washington, like, he just, it was like something, he was him mm. all year. Right. He just had to be him, and it was a beautiful thing. And, and, and with crew now, uh, he and Kayla, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And he's a huge fanatic fan. <laughs> yes, he is. Those shoes are still the best thing ever. <laughs> We're working on some commercials that, you know, when we get down to Clearwater, it's going to be pretty funny. I think we have uh, Bryce doing something with the Fanatic. It should be good. But uh, my other thing is uh, a healthy Andrew McCutcheon because I was so excited last year when it looked like he really was showing signs of the McCutcheon of old, the way the season started with his home run, you know, to start the season last year, and just the, the presence in the locker room. He can do it all defensively, uh, offensively, leader, and I just would love to see a healthy Andrew McCutcheon. I think it's going to really improve. You know, it's, it's somewhat ironic that you picked the two Philly players that love the Fanatic the yeah, most. I, <laughs> that's true, because the Fanatic had red shoes made for uh, McCutcheon. McCutcheon I, had his own red shoes I made I wonder this, uh, for you guys being around as long as you have around here, uh, and obviously J-Roll will hold a special place, but I mean, like, there was, and I hate, I've said this so many times, the, the word swagger. Like, there's no one that had, you know, the swagger. Like, Andrew McCutcheon brought that back. Yep. 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 You're absolutely right. right. And it, yep. 
That was that was so devastating last year in San Diego. It just like you just you felt everything in that room. The air just, came air. out. Yep. I've yeah. never. I've obviously that was the first time in the, in the booth where you had that feeling, and it was just because of that, and it was like, ah. And, and we just couldn't Presence find that alone. at, at no. the leadoff position. We just couldn't it just find shows that. Special couldn't replicate he is. it. Yep. Yep. And uh, and and again, hopefully, you know, JT is going to be uh, big. Hopefully, this. Hopefully, at some point, we'll be announcing a. That'd be great if we can get him uh, extend him. Extend him. Um, but no, I'm 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 very excited for this uh, season coming up. It's going to be great. We, we just watched the highlights from last year, and it's funny. You look back and say we didn't, you know, didn't make the playoffs, and it was disappointing. But actually, there was a lot of really cool moments. There was a lot of yeah. sad moments too last yeah. year with, you know, Dave Montgomery and and uh, we honored Roy Halladay and. But it's uh, and really with important a lot this of year. Things going wrong last year. We were very unlucky last year, certainly with the bullpen and the uh, injuries and other injuries, McCutcheon and what have you. But um, yeah, I mean, but w- even with all the the obstacles last year, we were in the hunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. I I think the last couple months too for Reese has been. I hope has been yeah. very relaxing for him because yeah. there was a. He put a lot on himself at that that end, and it was not good. It wasn't it wasn't good. We have to be real on that whole thing. And I think going through that experience, and and I have texted with him a bunch of times, and I I remember telling him like, just remember this because this is the lowest of lows, and it, it it's not about going back to that spot and thinking about it. It's like just you're here, right? You're the only way you can do is go up, and. Just, and sometimes as a hitter, you just need to clear your head, right? And, I, and, and there's I so many people that and were in his A great head. way to do that is get married. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he did. And, and go to Bali. Uh-huh. That, 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 oh. Bali, right? Didn't yes. you go to Bali? Yeah, you did. I'd love to go there Yeah, someday. I didn't want to talk about that. It's BS. <laughs> right? No, but I think I, I think those few, few months off for, for Reese, and I think another mind, you know, hitting guy, and I think a guy that trusts him and, yep. and Joe Girardi will be huge. Yep. Yeah. Well, we can only hope. Kevin, it's going to be great. Thanks for stopping in today. I really appreciate All you guys right. having me. All right, awesome. We're, we're going to see you down in Clearwater. John and I are fired up to get down there. It's and going to with be with the new podcast. And you know what? I'm very excited. And I'm very excited to see if Tom hits the right button right now to end the program. Let's go. Let's go, Tom. Wrap it up. Rob Brooks, our engineer, did leave. Yeah. John, you spilled tea all over the counter and almost had it all in this new mixer. And Rob doesn't know it, so we're going to keep it here. What happened? <laughs> but uh so all right folks well this is it we're wrapping up uh our first podcast of the year uh we'll hit, the, have some right, news. hit the right button yeah we'll have some news hopefully uh right john sometime in spring training about what we're doing with the podcast this year thanks for coming back and listening to us uh, i'm about ready to push a button that's going to play some music and uh hopefully <laughs> and hopefully not erase this whole show and, and hopefully not erase this whole show thanks everybody we'll see you at the ballpark